Hello, and welcome to The Vinyl Approach, episode 11. My name is Tom Wilmeth. I've been publishing my thoughts on music and have been involved with radio since the early 1970s. I call myself a collector of popular and unpopular music. The Vinyl Approach is a bi-weekly podcast that takes a look at a wide range of albums and artists. When I began this podcast in January 2021, I planned to have an occasional show where I would answer mail from listeners. This is the first such show. As Bob Dylan's 80th birthday celebrations come to an end, we focus today on three Dylan questions. Our first comes from Gracie in Dime Box, Texas. Gracie writes, Dear Tom, in your most recent podcast, the one about Bob Dylan's single I Want You and Just Like Tom Thumbs Blues, you said that record stores did not carry old singles once the song was no longer on the radio. But I grew up in Houston, and some of the larger record stores did have a section of older 45s. I bought a couple of early Beatles singles in one of these stores, years after they had been hits. So what about that? Gracie, thanks for writing, and you are correct. To keep things moving on that episode, I made a generalization, which was an overstatement. Most record stores did not stock old 45s. You are lucky you had access to a store that did. My larger point about obtaining an obscure B-side like Dylan's live recording of Just Like Tom Thumb's Blues was that the original B-side of a single often went away pretty quickly, replaced by a different song. Why? By doing so, the record label could reduce its stock of old records. Here's what I mean. Once the original pressing of a single sells out, the record company may or may not decide to make more copies of that record. But even if a company does press more copies, oftentimes they will substitute another of the artist's hits on the record's flip side. For example, when Columbia Records released Dylan's single Subterranean Homesick Blues in 1965, its original flip side was She Belongs to Me. However, if someone searched for that single a few years later, as I did, the song was still available on a 45, but now in Columbia's Hall of Fame series. On this new pressing, the flip side of Subterranean Homesick Blues was no longer She Belongs to Me, but Positively Fourth Street, which was also a hit for Bob in 1965. On its original B-side was a song called From a Buick Six. Eliminating B-sides and coupling two hits was good value for the customer, but the reason Columbia made the change was to decrease their inventory. So no matter whether a customer special ordered Subterranean Homesick Blues or Positively Fourth Street, the same record could be sold. Replacing B-sides is usually not a big deal. Both She Belongs to Me and From a Buick Six are available on Dylan's Highway 61 Revisited album. What made the original flip side of the I Want You record so appealing is that its B-side was available nowhere else, the live recording of Just Like Tom Thumb's Blues. When I Want You was repressed on Columbia's Hall of Fame series, the song was now backed by Just Like a Woman. As such, the concert version of Tom Thumb's Blues was no longer available. So yes, some record stores would stock older singles, as you discovered in Houston, but this did not mean that you would always get the pressing with the record's original B-side. And Gracie, I felt that for me to dive into this cul-de-sac of minutia during that Dylan episode would have taken us off focus. Thanks for asking, and thanks for listening. Our next question comes from Rebecca in Diagonal, Iowa. Rebecca is a regular listener to The Vinyl Approach, 
And she also has a Dylan question, or it's a comment, really. She writes, Dear Tom, you have mentioned the official Bob Dylan site a couple of times, but each time you do, you indicate that the information found there should not be taken as the final word on Dylan, even though it's the official website. So what about that? Sure, Rebecca, thanks. I was talking about the songs section of Bob's official site, bobdylan.com. It provides an alphabetical listing of his songs, telling where the song is available for purchase, and it usually gives the lyrics. My problem is where the site indicates how many times Dylan has performed a specific song in concert and a list of these concerts. I have found some errors here, so I urge caution about accepting this information as fact. Two examples. The official Dylan site says that Bob ended almost each of his 1966 concerts with the song Positively 4th Street, but this is not accurate. Bob closed those concerts with Like a Rolling Stone, and as far as we can tell, he played Positively 4th Street only once on that entire tour in Sydney. But you say, how do I know this for sure? Was I there? No, but relying on Columbia's own 36-CD box set of recordings from that tour and other contemporary reviews of those concerts, it's clear that the website is incorrect. But Rebecca has a point. I was not there. Let's take a second example. The official site has the song Band of the Hand listed as having never been performed live by Dylan. This is incorrect. Dylan played the song frequently on his True Confessions tour of 1986. I myself was in the audience and saw Bob perform this song at two different concerts. I was there. And there are audience recordings that confirm Bob played Band of the Hand. The website is in error. My point is strictly one of clarity, not of one upsmanship. And I am not saying that the official Dylan site's song list is without value. But I would urge anyone using it for serious study to confirm what you find with at least one other source. Thanks for writing, Rebecca. Let's close our first show of questions with another one about Bob. Jennifer of Devonshire Township writes to say, Dear Tom, on your recent podcast about Dylan's 1965 performance at the Newport Folk Festival, you talk about the outrage some felt over Dylan going electric. Are you saying that Bob was the folk purist's darling up until that night? So what about that? Jennifer, that is a great question. The animosity over Bob's Newport 1965 electric set is well documented and endlessly dissected. What's often forgotten is that Bob's set at the July 1964 Newport Festival also created a firestorm of complaints. At the 64 Festival, Bob sang his recent original songs to Ramona, All I Really Want to Do, Mr. Tambourine Man, and Chimes of Freedom. Dylan performed that year with just acoustic guitar and harmonica. No electricity. So what was the problem? For folk purists, plenty. In fact, following the festival, an impassioned open letter to Dylan was published in Sing Out magazine, the Bible for the folk community. Magazine editor Irwin Silber spoke for traditionalists as he pleaded with Dylan not to turn his back on society's wrongs. The letter complained that Bob's songs no longer reflected social concerns, calling them self-conscious, maudlin, and cruel. Many liked Dylan's new works, but for the old guard it came down to one thing— these songs were not political manifestos. The traditionalists wanted Bob to stay focused on writing topical songs, like his earlier John Brown, Who Killed Davy Moore, and The Lonesome Death of Hattie Carroll. Dylan had moved on. 
of Bob's new material played at Newport 64, I hesitate to call All I Really Want to Do and Two Ramona love songs, maybe relationship songs is more accurate. But by whatever name, Silber had no interest. And the other two songs, Chimes of Freedom and Mr. Tambourine Man, included dense images that were difficult to grasp, especially on first hearing. In fact, the Newport footage of Mr. Tambourine Man is telling. Near Bob is seated Pete Seeger, seen with his head down, intently listening while Dylan sings. Seeger taps his foot to the song, but body language could suggest that he is not thrilled with what he is hearing. Soon the foot tapping stops. With over five decades of hindsight, it's easy to smirk at Singout's letter to Dylan and the complaints of folk purists, but maybe we can cut the critics of Bob's 1964 Newport set a little slack. All four of these songs were new to the audience. To Ramona, All I Really Want to Do, and Chimes of Freedom would be released a few weeks after this event on the album Another Side of Bob Dylan. Mr. Tambourine Man would be saved for his following album. Bob had to know the audience was unfamiliar with this new material, for the encore, he gave fans what they wanted. Accompanied by Joan Baez, Dylan sang, With God on Our Side. It had been released just six months earlier on his Times They Are a Changin' album, but the song and the era that album represented now seemed a million miles away. So, Jennifer, I hope that helps. The Electric 1965 performance gets all the press, but Bob made some people mad in 1964, armed with only his acoustic guitar and a lack of new protest songs. And with that, we'll wrap up this first installment of questions on the vinyl approach. A quick reminder that each of these episodes has an accompanying song list on Spotify. I'm Tom Wilmath, and if you are interested in reading more of my opinions about music, I have published a book called Sound Bites, A Lifetime of Listening. Sound Bites is available on Amazon. This has been The Vinyl Approach, and I'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.